Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it's time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. Glad that you have joined us today as we enter in to this, this holy, holy week as we move toward the celebration of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ next Sunday. So we're glad you're joining us this Sunday to get ready to celebrate that. Amen. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of teachings and preachings and they're good and I'm going to be part of that uh, bringing those messages uh, about the proof of the resurrection all of the witnesses that saw him all of the people that have experienced uh, such a life changing encounter with him when we receive him as our Lord and our Savior. All of the history, historic uh, tellings uh, of and writings of, of this Jesus and this mighty, mighty new global religion called Christianity that has at the core of it, praise God, amen, that the leader of it died, for us on the cross was buried and was raised from the dead on the third day and and, and ascended to heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah and is coming back to receive us unto himself. Praise God. Well, I'm so glad that Jesus conquered the grave, that he conquered death, that he conquered, amen, the devil for us. And he conquered, amen, all of that that held us in bondage and captive, and in, in particular, the fear of death itself. Now I'm now I'm I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like that little boy. <laughs> man, I don't want to die before my time, but I know that it's appointed unto man once to once to die. And if Jesus tarries, we're all going to going to pass away physically uh, our bodies, but we are going to live forever if we know Jesus Christ is our savior. But I heard the story about the little boy. I, I don't know how many of these stories they are. They always call him Little Johnny and Little Jimmy and li, never Little Janie. But, hey, man, we want to include the gals. Could have been Janie, could have been Johnny. But this little kid in Sunday school class had, had, had heard about Jesus coming back to take us to heaven if we know him as our Savior. And, and the teacher wanted to know if they really got it. And so the Sunday school teacher said, how many of you, when you, when you die, you want to go to heaven and be with Jesus forever? And all the hands went up. Except little Janie or little Johnny. Amen. And, and she said, Johnny, don't you want to go to heaven when you die? And he said, yes, I do. But I thought you were getting a load up right now. Amen. Listen, friend of mine, there are people used to say everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Well, listen, a day is going to come when you and I draw our last breath. And when we do, if Jesus tarries and he, and he could come so soon, I don't know. I may not see that day and I'm 75 years old. I know I don't look it on the radio. I know I don't look it on the website. 
<laughs> but in person, I'm sure that I'm beginning to show the, my age. But I want you to know that I know that it's going to be a win-win if Jesus tarries. Because if I draw my last breath here and my next breath is in heaven, then I have won. This is a victory over death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. Amen. And if I should go un under the knife and go into surgery and they put me out and I die on the table, it's a win-win. If I wake up in heaven, I won. If I, I'm with Christ, if I wake up here, Christ is with me. That's what the resurrection is all about. So let's talk today and let's minister today, not on, not on proving the resurrection, but what the resurrection of Jesus Christ proved. Amen. Let's read from Acts 13 to set a, a foundation for this preaching and teaching today. Acts 13, beginning with verse 26 through verse 35. Going to read some scripture today. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. For they that dwell at Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voices of the prophets which are read every Sabbath day. They have fulfilled them in condemning him. And though they found no cause of death in him, yet desired they, Pilate, that he should be slain. And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree or the cross, and they laid him in a sepulcher or a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. <laughs> and he was seen many days of them which came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses unto the people. And we declare unto you glad tidings, how that the promise which was made unto the fathers, God hath fulfilled the same unto us their children, in that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. And as concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption, he said on this wise, I will give you the sure mercies of David, Wherefore he hath also said in another psalm, Thou shalt not suffer thy Holy One to see corruption. Praise God. Amen. In this 33rd verse of the 13th chapter of the book of Acts, it clearly says, God raised up Jesus. What a joy today to declare and to know personally that we serve a living Savior. We're not worshiping a worthless, non-existent God as did the heathen. Christ claimed he would rise from the dead in John 2 and verse 19, John's gospel. Some thought Jesus was talking about the Jewish temple, but he was referring to his own body. Christianity, therefore, begins when all other religions end. Hallelujah. Every leader of every world religion without exception is dead and buried somewhere. 
Amen. But Jesus' tomb is empty because Jesus was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did the rising of the Lord prove to us and to others who want to consider that great truth? It proved that Jesus was who he declared himself to be and who God declared him to be through the resurrection, his only begotten son, the son of the living God, the second person of the Godhead. Romans 12, I'm sorry, Romans 1, 1 through 4. Let's look at it. It says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he hath promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his Son, Christ Jesus our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God, with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. Hallelujah. This word declared here in the Greek, it, it comes from a word that, that has the idea of setting a boundary. It speaks of something that's been decreed and appointed. Jesus clearly said, destroy this temple, I'll raise it up again. Hallelujah. His coming forth from the grave, you see, says, as does all Jesus' previously done miracles, that he was God's only begotten Son. And therefore, not only that he was the Son of God, but it also proved that everything he claimed was true. It proved that every promise he made could be and would be and was kept and will be kept. He never promised one thing, friend, that he was unable to fulfill. The Bible pinpoints Jesus as the faithful and true witness in Revelation 3.14. I'm going to read that to you. It says, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Faithful points to his dependability, while true witness speaks of his impeccability. If Jesus could accomplish this resurrection that he promised, then certainly every other promise he made, he is able to keep. And that includes raising you and me from the dead. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. It also proved that death couldn't hold him, didn't it? In Acts 2, 22, or Acts 2, 22 through 24, it says, you men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you, by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you as you yourself also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain <laughs> whom God hath raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible <laughs> that he should be holden of it. 
Praise God. The idea is that death couldn't restrain him, couldn't master him. Hallelujah. Death could not master Jesus because Jesus had all power in heaven and earth. And that includes power over death and power over the grave and power over the devil. Praise God. It proved death couldn't hold him. And friend, if death couldn't hold him, it's not going to be able to hold you or me because he is the first fruits of them that slept. You know what that meant? The scripture means it means he was the first human being. He was God, yes, but he was God in flesh, incarnate. He was the first man to live and die. He's not the first man to be resurrected. Lazarus was resurrected. Uh, Jairus's daughter was resurrected. In the old covenant, uh, uh, a lady's son was resurrected who had a sunstroke, amen, from the dead. But the first man to die, be buried, be three days dead and be raised from the dead in a glorified body, never to die again. He became the first fruits of them that slept. And he is also the first among many brethren. <laughs> Hallelujah. If Jesus is raised from the dead and we believe that, then we know that we can and will be raised from the dead if we put our trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. It proved that Christ has the power to save us, not only the will to save us, but the power to save us. Look at First Peter chapter 1, 3 through 7. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively or living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise, honor, and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. A friend of mine, today, in order to get through this day, in this fallen world, in these faulty bodies, with this foe called the devil, amen, in order to get through this day, we have to look past it to that day. Amen. Hallelujah. To, to that day when Jesus comes. Amen. And we are raised up and we go home with him to live with him forever. In order to get through this day, sometimes we have to look past it because of the heaviness of it. The circumstances of living in a faulty body in a fallen world. Friend of mine, it can get real, real heavy. But we know weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. And morning is coming no matter how dark the night 
ditch when the sun rises. Amen. The morning is going to come. The dawn is going to break. The darkness is going to be dispensed and decimated. And the light will shine forth and dispel it. Jesus is going to come as the lightning that shines from the east to the west. Praise God. You see, it proves he has the power to save us and to keep us. If you're going through a heavy trial right now, amen. The Apostle Paul said, I suppose the sufferings of this present world not to be compared with the glory that is going to be revealed in us on that day. Amen. So he was looking past this day to that day and and had that living hope in him that every child of God is supposed to be developing. Hallelujah. And, and is supposed to be helping us to get through the hardest of the trials that we may have to face. Glory be to God. Amen. So it also proved that Jesus Christ can raise our physical bodies from the dead. Amen. It proved that he can do that. Physical death is on the trail of every one of Adam's race. If Christ does not come soon, many of us will face physical death. However, since Jesus has come and conquered death, we now have strong consolation because we have an everlasting hope. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Apostle Paul said it well when he said in 1 Corinthians 15, 55 through 57, O death, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to continue reading. <laughs> Therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. This is the message and the hope, the living hope of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. First Thessalonians four, thirteen through 18 said, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, literally, who have died, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. I want to stop here a minute. One of the worst things I think that we say with good intentions many times to people, and and I'm, I'm sure I've said it, and I don't like to say it, and I catch myself about to say it now. I stop and don't say it because it, it's it's saying, you know, just in other words, cheer up. Tears are running down your cheeks, and you look at someone that has lost a loved one, a dear friend, a child, and you tell them, you know, they're in a better place. Well, of course they're in a better place. And if they knew Christ or a child that went straight to heaven, they're in a better place. Absolutely. But we're in a bad place because we're down here without them. And there's a hole in our heart that that no one else except God can help fill. 
So it doesn't say to sorrow not here. It doesn't say to act like it doesn't matter that we've lost a loved one. It says we sorrow not as others who have no hope. We have a living hope because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That we're going to be united with them forever. Amen. That death is not going, if someone put it this way, death is not a period. But for a believer, it's only a comma. Amen. It, it isn't where it all ends. It's never to be again. It's just a comma. It's just a little pause in between here and eternity. Praise God. Amen. Listen to the next verse of Scripture. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which also sleep in Jesus, who have died in Christ, who are Christian, will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep or dead, Amen. Physically. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. (laughs) Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. This, this this is the catching away. This is the rapture of the church. Jesus is going to come and stand on Mount Olivet. He's going to come and be seen of everyone all over the world in the second coming. This isn't the second coming here. <laughs> no, this is not the second advent. The first advent, his coming as a babe in a manger so he could go to the cross in our behalf. No, this this is not the second advent when he comes to rule and to reign. No, this is the secret coming of the Lord. Between the first advent and the second advent is a secret event that's going to occur, and it's called the catching away. Amen. It's what is being given us right here to give us that great hope and consolation. Amen. (laughs) That death will not ultimately win the day. Amen. Life will triumph over death. I like what Paul said previously in 1 Corinthians 15. Death is swallowed up in victory. Glory be to God. Amen. I'm going to back up and let's read this again. For Christ the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I don't know how many times, uh, particularly many times at the actual graveside service, many, many funerals through all of these going toward 50 years of ministry. Hallelujah. How many funerals that I have had. 
And I have read this scripture to give comfort for people to understand death is not final for those who have trusted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Praise God. It proved that not only if Jesus could raise could be raised from the dead, could raise himself from the dead, amen, then he can raise you, he can raise me, he can raise your child that died, your husband, your wife, your friend, your loved one, your aunt, your uncle, whoever has died in Christ is going to be raised from the dead. Absent from the body, yes, they're with the Lord already, but they're going to be reunited, their spirit and their body. You say, well, what if the body is deteriorated? <laughs> well, so what? My Bible says that God is able to subdue everything to himself. Amen. He's got our DNA, friend. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. He can make another one just like us from that DNA and and bring that body that we had absolutely incorruptible and immortal and reunite our eternal soul with it. And we're going to live in a body that's fashioned after his glorious body. In the twinkling of an eye, he's going to do it. Praise God. Corruptible is going to put on incorruption, and mortal is going to put on immortality. I, I, there's no, no, no world religion anywhere that has the hope that we have in Christ because of his resurrection from the dead that we're going to celebrate one of the highest of the whole and holiest of days. Oh, this is way, way more important than Christmas. Christmas would have no value. A baby lying in a manger would have no value concerning our salvation or our resurrection. He couldn't save us by laying in a manger. He could save us by going to a cross. But he had to be raised from the dead to validate that his blood sacrifice was accepted and his resurrection proved that it was. Hallelujah. Amen. Without it, without it, our faith is in vain. The dead are not raised. Amen. And our gospel is a complete lie. It breaks down. It all hinges on his resurrection. And thank God he lives. And we with him will live with him forever. Glory be to God. Oh, friend, don't, don't miss celebrating this great truth today. Hallelujah. Next Sunday, I'm looking forward to joining with you online. And those of you that can join with us right here in Tampa, we would love to celebrate the resurrection with you next Sunday morning. Praise God. Amen. Go to our, you're on our website. You see the address where we'll be meeting and we would love to have you. Amen. As a, as a special guest with us, friends of the ministry. Come and be with us and let's celebrate together. Let's comfort one another together today in Jesus' name. Now, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, friend of mine, the Bible says it very clearly. You're without hope because you're without God in the world. 
you're without hope. You don't have this hope. And it's, it's not just everlasting life in heaven. It's living forever in hell. I know you don't hear that today. I know that it's not trending, but it's true. And everyone on the road to hell needs to know. And I believe deep in your heart of hearts, this denying of the existence of hell that some are doing, even in ministries, you know it isn't true. This is why God went to such an extreme to give His own Son that we might be saved. And He has done that. And Christ has come. And Christ has died on the cross. He's paid the sin debt. He was buried. And He rose again on the third day. He's ascended to heaven. And He's coming back again. And today I urge you in the name of Jesus, come to Christ. Confess your sins, repent of them, and God will abundantly pardon you. Jesus was raised for our justification that we might be pronounced not guilty. <laughs> Never to be tried again for those sins that have been forgiven. Nothing can offer you that kind of hope except Jesus. So come to Him. Run to Him. Don't run deeper into darkness. Don't be lost. Be found today. Do it right now and go to church Sunday morning, next Sunday, and celebrate your salvation and your Savior, the resurrected one. Jesus Christ.